0: Welcome to another Mexicano's 2070 podcast. These recordings are made the third Thursday of every month in a live Facebook broadcast. Each webinar is organized around a topic of interest to the Chicano Mexicano community in the United States. We want to thank you for listening. Please leave a comment, like, and follow. We hope you enjoy the conversation.
1: All right, wonderful. So we are now on Facebook Lundia.
0: Yes, we are. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Ernesto Morales. Uh, I'm the chairperson for Mexicanos 2070. Uh, Today, we're um, very, very happy to have this uh, our final webinar of 2020 to be about KDNA um, radio in in Washington. uh, We have some of the main movers and shakers of that. Uh, Michiganos 2070 was founded in uh, January of this year. And uh, we have been um, doing these uh, monthly webinar presentations. Uh, well, since I think since about March of this year, right about the time that the whole country shut down. So it's part of our uh, our way of um, bringing education uh, over, the, over the internet. So we're super excited about the, the, the presentations that we've done. We're super excited about the one um, today. And we look forward to uh, being with you once a month on the third Thursday of every month uh, for uh, 2021, as we close out, hopefully, this uh, COVID pandemic. And so I'm gonna turn it over to uh, uh, Brother Oscar.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Hello everyone, welcome to today's presentation. Um, So as Ernesto noted, uh, my name is Oscar Rosales Castaneda. Um, I'm currently based out of Seattle, Washington, and I'm part and I'm a part-time instructor in the Department of Eth- American Ethnic Studies at the University of Washington. So I, um, so I came into this uh, project. Uh, I mean, in part because of the focus on uh, on growing our histories, growing our narratives, and also with fusing everything that we have collectively as people, be it the arts. Uh, be a uh, literature, be a music, to try to uh, chart a path for uh, for um, for how our um, for how the way that we examine ourselves and how we look at ourselves um, moves forward for the next fifty years. Uh, hence the term uh, Mexicanos Twenty Seventy. Um, so, with uh, with that in mind, I would like to introduce uh, a lot of today's panelists. So today's. Um, theme is centered around uh, Radio Cadena and principally with the question of uh, community uh, community media in a particular um, uh, a nonprofit uh, community media that centers community. So today we have the privilege of having uh, one of Radio Cadena's uh, founders, uh, Rosa Ramon, who uh, will speak a little bit to um, uh, to the history, to the formation, and also to what was happening contextually um, at the time that uh, Radio Cadena uh, originated. Uh, we also have uh, some folks who are presently with uh, Radio Cadena who also keep doing a lot of the work that um, that was initiated in the late 70s and early 80s. And they will also present uh, information on how things are in the present state and also how things, um, um, have uh, progressed as our community has um, uh, has grown, as demographics have shifted in the Yakima Valley and also in um, uh, as a whole in the state of Washington, as our community grows and as our needs uh, grow with it as well. And of course, um, we have uh, uh, Dr. Monica De La Torre, uh, a prominent scholar in um, uh, in uh, Chicana histories, in, in particular with a focus on, um, on community media. And uh, Dr. De La Torre will speak about, uh, um, yeah, about how this is uh, uh, important, not only in the, at the regional scale, but also how this also um, uh, reverberates uh, at the national scale as well. So thank you all for uh, coming in. Uh, and so uh, with, uh, with that quick little introduction uh, out of the way, I will yield the floor to uh, Rosa Ramon. So thank you, Rosa, for coming in.
2: Well, thank you very much. And thank you for your invitation. And uh, before I get started on the historic uh, story of Cadena, I do want to mention that you actually have two co-founders with you today because Julio Cesar Guerrero is also with us and he was very key to the establishment of Radio Cadena in the Yakima Valley. So um, I also wanna apologize for my voice. I got up with a little bit of a sore throat today. So I'll apologize for that in the beginning. But to start with in the early 70s, uh, Ricardo Garcia, who was also one of the founders and who at the time was head of a community services organization. And I were trying to work with local Yakima Valley media to produce programs in Spanish. In the mid-70s, uh, Dan Robo and Julio Cesar landed in Washington from Michigan. And I say landed because um, Dan um, tells a story that he closed his eyes. He was getting ready to leave Michigan. He closed his eyes and he put out a map of the United States, threw a dart on it, and it landed in Seattle, Washington. So um, they had been training farm worker youth to do radio production in uh, Michigan. So Dan was trying to propose a similar project in the state of Washington. And as he tells the story, he, um, he, he after contacting many community organizations that were working with, uh, with uh, farm worker communities and Spanish speaking communities in the state of Washington, Ricardo was the only person to show enthusiasm for what the project could actually do for young farm workers. So the students were to produce public service announcements in Spanish and distribute them to radio stations uh, um, within the state of Washington. So KDNA actually came in like about three steps. And the first was this uh, training program in this small rural town in Linden by the Canadian border. But in 1975 in Seattle, Daniel Julio started the first Spanish language national news network in the country. The focus, for the very first time, was on news of interest to Chicanos and other Spanish language listeners in the country. And it opened the door for uh, Chicanos involved in media to use their skills as reporters to deliver a national perspective of what was happening in our communities. And it provided news in Spanish for stations who had an interest in doing outreach To their communities who up to this time had been denied stories that were directly affecting them. So a quick antidote to the news network, the chair of our board happened to be um, in Albuquerque and he heard one of our reports and called the station that aired it KBOU. So the station's response was that it was the most concise news and the best thing that had happened in Spanish language radio. Now, at the same time, Cesar Chavez, who also heard the newscast in California, wanted to send someone to visit because he was very supportive of what he was hearing. And Cesar would go on to become one of Karen's best friends and Julio would eventually help Cesar with his own radio network. And Dan would eventually help Enfoque Nacional to receive its first grant from NPR. The third step in our growth was the SCA Tri-State Project in 1976. And so the, the SCA kind of to explain a little bit, it's, it's another frequency, it's like a subcarrier frequency that required a special uh, radio receiver to hear it. So we acquired a hundred of them and rented them out to like Mexican restaurants and businesses, families and educational institutes in Seattle and surrounding areas. And our goal at that time, which very big goal was to start in Seattle and to expand to Oregon and Idaho. But this project was not, uh, it it was economically impractical and we couldn't find other stations to to continue to expand. So the listening audience, although limited it's where we were able to get our experience in learning how to do radio broadcasting. For um, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. So, our efforts to expand the SCA project, our, our effort was, our goal was to get into the Yakima Valley, but those goals were fruitless because in the Yakima Valley, if you're not familiar with that area, it's very agricultural and it's very, very conservative. So, all of the radio stations that we approached to partner with us on this project refused mostly because at the time they were afraid of Cesar Chavez and the unionization of farm workers but we knew that's where the needest, greatest need really existed for Spanish language programming so in 1976 by George we went after our own radio station so we submitted a request for a construction permit and then despite lots of mishaps and a lot of Funny situations and troubles along the way. Finally, on December 19, 1979, Julio Cesar announced the historical words, la cadena está en el aire. Five months later, KDNA proved its value to everyone when Mount St. Helens erupted in the state of Washington. So KDNA at that time was the only source of Spanish language information. So, and we were the only Spanish language information station on the emergency broadcast system. So farm workers in the field when it exploded, uh, were calling KDNA, wanting to know what had happened, what they should do. And we were there to be able to connect with the experts in the community, to be able to respond to questions like what they should do about the topic toxic air, the effects on them. And this also brought KDNA its first award for excellence in reporting from the Yakima County Emergency Services. And right now I have to be very honest, I I cannot imagine what it would be like during this COVID-19 pandemic if KDNA was not on the air. So I just want to kind of conclude that really brief history. by saying that that we really, at the time, we wanted to use this vehicle in mass communication that we controlled to reach the minds and the hearts of the farm workers. Many of us came from the farm worker experience and the experience of poverty. So we really, really cared about our listeners. And, and you know that's where our passion came from. It, it's what inspired our, our commitment, our energy, our creativity. We wanted to empower and make a difference, and that permeated all our programming, even our music programs. And that is what led us to efforts, for example, in the 1980s, to help thousands of immigrants become legal residents. And also in the 1990s, to begin to tackle severe health issues that were affecting the farm worker community, like um, HIV AIDS, we were able to produce a 15 part radio and photo novella series that was the first program in the nation to win a, non-English, a non English or non English language prestigious Corporation for Public Broadcasting Silver Radio Program Award. So KDE was really special. Um, because it became embedded in community life, but not, not just through the airwaves, but we became active partners in all kinds of activities. And Radio KDNA it gave farm workers and Spanish language listeners opportunities, really in the language of their hearts. Then um, they had been denied this. And in many cases, they had been intentionally denied, you know, information. So we were so excited to have that opportunity to, to be able to give them the chance to hear news about things that were affecting them, to understand issues and ask questions of experts directly themselves, to know what services were available to them, to hear the voices of people like Cesar Chavez and Guatemala Cardenas and Flaco Jimenez and Miriam Mendoza and, and people that you know that they recognized, but thought maybe that they would never have the opportunity to really hear themselves. And most importantly, I feel was that we gave them the opportunity to hear their own voices. And this is really what created connections between them, that was empowering for them. And their children uh, were growing up with KDNA. And they were participating in programs uh, designed specifically for them, uh, like Jardín de los Niños. And they were doing this at a young age. And that meant that at this very young age, um, they were already gaining the confidence to use their own voices in a very public setting. And so um, it has a remarkable history in uh, the last 40 years of its service to the community, the Farm River community and the Spanish language, listeners of the Yakima Valley. And, um, and, and at this point, I just wanted to ask uh, Monica and Julio <laughs> if they have anything else that they, they would like to add um, to this history.
3: Monica, go ahead.
4: Um, Well, first of all, thank you um, to everyone that's, um, you know, here joining us um, and that will watch this. It's such important history, not just for our communities, for Chicana and Chicano, Um, Latino Latino communities in the United States, but it's also such important history for the rest of uh, community-based media to know, right? And not just community-based media, but all of public broadcasting. This is such a crucial narrative around the contributions of Latinos to the history and culture of the United States that just continues to get ignored and and, and not really given its proper um, respect and, and, and centered in its importance. So I think that just acknowledging Um, the work that Rosa and Julio and everybody involved in the creation of Radio Cadena is just so important. Um, And and so all I'll say for now um, is that uh, one of the really fascinating things for me as a researcher, as a scholar, as also somebody that has a background in community broadcasting, I was part of a radio collective uh, in Los Angeles at KPFK called Soul Rebel Radio. And um, I didn't even imagine when I was, you know, doing the radio show for fun, for, you know, to have something else going on um, in my life that was a creative and uh, connected me to a community that I felt a part of. Um, I never imagined that there was other people with my background of uh, being Mexicanos or Chicanas or you know, children of immigrants that were on the radio in the 70s and 80s. And, and I think that's where uh, my interest lies in what a diverse group Radio Cadena brought together. Um, you know, we talk a lot about intersectional work now, today, and and sort of going across our different communities and collaborating. But Radio Cadena was doing this in really interesting and innovative ways from the beginning. So um, really inserting um, the dynamic uh you know, uh, process that Radio Cadena engaged in—that it did care about bringing not just farmworker voices, but farmworker women, farmworker youth, children. Um, you know, addressing things like AIDS and HIV and other health concerns is is again something that I think is very innovative and just speaks to how embedded in the community Radio Cadena was and continues to be, right, that they were really speaking um, and hearing what the community wanted to hear on the radio. So um, I hope that we get to talk a little bit more about the programming, because I feel that Cadena just did so much with their programs. um, And uh, I think that I'm really happy that it's starting to get the recognition it
0: deserves.
3: Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Rosa. I think uh, we we have with us uh, the, the people in charge of Radio Cadena now that will join us uh, also to to give us their experiences uh, on the uh, with present programming. But um, I, my perspective is that uh, radio, we think of it as a uh, monodimensional communication tool. You know, whatever comes out of the speaker, that's in between you and that's uh, the connection. But I, community radio, is the name entails. It's it's about community. It's not about individuals. It's about community, bringing community together. And 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 we literally rescued people, you know, from from wherever they were to bring them into a higher plateau uh, in society in their communities. You know, we had like like Rosa stated, you had people that were migrant farm workers, people that were dropouts, people that were, este, you know. Uh, ex drug addicts you know uh, bring them into a, a training program to to help them see society from a different perspective to help them uh, discuss issues at their own level you know we have um, we have with us uh, ezequiel Ramírez who was is one of the original programmers and producers of, of radio Caena, who's still with us and I believe oscar grew up listening to Ezequiel, no? the Jardin de los Niños, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, was a little four-year-old listening to the programming. i uh, been listening, to, yeah, had been listening to it uh, up until around the time when I uh, left Yakima uh, as a young adult to come to college. So and Now here you are. You're a master,
3: you have a master's degree in social work. You're a professor, a young professor at the university. And, and, and you know, when you were four years old, Ezequiel didn't know about you. He he just delivered programs for all the children and all the families, you know. One of the things that 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 hit me, that impressed me uh in my work um uh, doing community broadcasting was when I would go out with a microphone into the into the University of Michigan, University of uh of Washington campus with a mic with a microphone, asking questions to students or Centro de la Raza or even in Sunnyside, you know, I would always be carrying my, my, my tape recorder and asking questions. And people wouldn't want to talk to me. they well, what do you want to talk to me? Say, I don't know anything. I don't, I don't have education. Talk to somebody that has education. Well, like, you know, let's what we're talking So this one time, un señor uh, talked to me about his experience as a farm worker. And for many of us, farm worker is farm labor is the lowest, you know, grade of work. But but um, it shouldn't be, and we know it's not. It's, it isn't right. But that's the impression that society has. So I talked to the man, and he, he said, no pues me levanto a las seis de la mañana. Y lo vamos. You know, he walked me through the steps. You know, of his of his uh, work day. And then i I went back to the studio and edited all the A's and A's and whoops and all of that and put it into maybe twenty minutes you know, conversation and it it was like a lecture it was it was it sounded like a lecture uh on on life you know uh and it was very inspiring and 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 he listened to the radio and his to the program and his children listened to the program and he was magnified you know. Through the speaker, through the radio, through the magic of broadcasting, you know, which which is what this media does, you know, it just legitimizes you as an individual in society once you come out through that radio speaker, and and it elevated that individual. So I I I want to I want to again say that we rescued people uh, from from uh, from their um, place in community in the community. To a higher plateau, to 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 the a place they deserve in society, they deserve to be appreciated, you know. Um, I I don't know what Ezekiel was doing. I think Ezekiel was doing farm labor before. Then he became a uh, him and, and about ten other people. Ezekiel can tell you, became the radio programmers, and and they became <clears throat> famous. The last thing that I'll say is that I was in Corpus Christi in in eighty seven. Um, Eight, no, uh, 88 actually, uh, and, and covering a conference on LULAC or GI Forum. And I ran into a, uh, a, a young lady that was in Yakima at the time and was working with Ezequiel and other people on uh, as characters of the, uh, of the Jaltín de los Niños. Um, and so we, we say hi to one another and she says, Julio, you know, when I came, when I left, when my family left Yakima and came to, to the Valley, People, everybody knew about El Jardín. I was totally blown away because everybody knew about El Jardín. And I said, well, I couldn't believe it. But but what happens is, Rosa can tell you, is that there's a migrant stream. There's a, there's a connection between El Valle de and El Valle de Texas. People go and come and they take the stories with them. So he says, when we got to the Valle, to Texas, everybody was talking about El Jardín de los Niños. And I told them, hey, I. I am La ch- Chilindrina. He said, No, me estás loca, tú. Si la Chilindrina es famosa, es una artista muy famosa, tú no eres nadie. He said, Wait a minute, I am, I am, I, I'm part of the Jardín de los Dillos. He said, No me hicieron caso. So that is, that, that, that is a, nothing more than a, a, a proof again of how we help, we, we, we used, uh, created KDNA. As a as a mechanism to legitimize ourselves, you know, to 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 gain that um, credibility that we all deserve, and, and I like to hear from uh, the KDNA people, uh, you know, some of the stories that they might have from back then, Ezekiel, uh, or other people, uh, and and also as the, to see what um, what's going on right now with programming, uh, as it relates to the vision, the original vision. Uh, and purpose of uh, of cadena is, as Rosa has stated, the, the history.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Excellent segue. So you have the floor, uh, um You need to unmute our camera.
5: So once again.
3: Hola. You you were on uh, just a while ago. Yeah. Turn it off.
0: You should be able to do it now.
3: Okay. There you go. Hola. So, Ezequiel, do you have stories to tell about back then or now? Or ¿Cómo how do you feel padrino the tantos of Oh, me feel bien, good. Y, y gracias a ti, de you, me you, me uh, me
6: apoyaste, me dijiste que se podía hacerlo y cuando me di cuenta pues completamente un demonio para los niños, hermano, todos los niños ahorita ya hasta los que ya crecieron y tienen sus familias eh, reconocen el jardín de los niños por estos tantos años, pero sí como dice, como estaba diciendo, yo vengo la, yo vengo del campo, de la labor, de verdad, de trabajando en la pera, la manzana y todo, ¿verdad? Eso son mis certificados de colegio. Pero aquí en Radio Verdad eh, aprendí tanto contigo, con otros, ¿verdad? Personajes que están aquí, personas muy educadas y aprendí eh, porque yo vengo del campo, ¿verdad? Pero cuando entré al jardín de los niños y que no me acuerdo una cosa cuando abría las 12 de mediodía que usted me dejó que abriera, su sudé cachorros y puse la canción Ríos de Babilonia que nomás lo agarré como de verdad pero usted me dijo, tú puedes decir que él adelante, y también me acuerdo que me dijiste que lo que yo aprendía de usted tenía que enseñarle a otros para que Radio Cadena siga adelante con el mismo énfasis y la misma información que estamos dando, ayudando a la comunidad campesina, que es la que a este momento es la que está más necesitada con estos tiempos del COVID. Pero el jardín sigue trabajando allí, los niños este, llaman, pero muchos no llaman Julio porque están estudiando por, en casa, Están estudiando, pero con los cuatro, cinco, seis que me llaman y las abuelitas y las mamás también con eso tengo para esperar a que regresemos a, a, a regresar con niños a clase y los que quedan en casa pues tienen tiempo de llamar.
3: Eso y así es, estamos, ¿no? yeah. Gracias hermano, um, te felicito por el trabajo que has hecho, este mereces un trofeo, una estatua ahí afuera del edificio
6: me a director one
3: of the things that 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 is being addressed through el jardín maybe other programs as well is 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 that el jardín even though it was aimed to children it brought the whole family together uh-huh. The parents the grandparents the tíos the abuelitos every the whole the entire family around the um, the children's you know um, issue um.
6: y lo que pasa Julio que ahorita hay, ya hay y aquellos niños que crecieron con el jardín de los niños hoy son adultos son jefes de policía son chelifes son médicos son de, uh, Radio Cadena ayudó a esta a esta comunidad que estábamos de falta de información ¿verdad? y educación a que se animaran con las informaciones de, de las agencias a que vayan al polio, que vayan a estudiar que tengan su y eso lo que está haciendo me siento orgulloso y todo pienso darle a Cadena unos 10 o 15 años si Dios me permite no me enfermo porque quiero que eh, el jardín de los niños, como dices tú, y como te acuerdas, eh, el dibujo ese que estamos viendo con Rosa, es, usted hizo ese dibujo, y eh, cuando en mi cuarto eh, me acuerdo de los, del año de 1979, cuando empezamos, y eso, y, 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 hay mucha historia en Radio Cadena, mucha historia como dijo Rosa y todo esto pero ahora hay más historia ahora tenemos que luchar con el COVID ahora tenemos que estar al tanto de tener todos los servicios que tenemos pues, si mal está con nosotros, si mal nos ha apoyado Gilberto está con nosotros y, y queremos echarle para adelante con más ganas que, que, casi como
3: el principio claro. casi como el principio one, one of the things that, that um, I think the strategy that we designed to reach out to as many people um, as possible, como la señora Compañera de la Torre stated, you know, that, to make it a, a, a programming format for a diverse community is to bring in within the station people from, from, from all walks of life. We had seniors, we had young people, we had men, women. We had Chicanos. We had Latinos. We had, uh, you know, different, uh, a wide diversity of staff, uh, and 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 also, the program, the format was also aimed at the, at the diverse um, uh, spectrum of, of the community, and, and Rosa was was I'm very proud to say that I, Rosa, I was with Rosa when she. Uh, uh, heralded did programming for women, you know, which was not happening anywhere in the state, anywhere in the in the, in the country. You know, she she um, directed the programa de mujeres, uh, and I, I believe at that time uh, Ma, Maria Martin had a program, similar program in in Santa Rosa, Somos Chicanas or something like that, which was similar similar concept. But that, and the other thing that Rosa had the vision to do, and she can talk about other things herself, but is she said, "Esta estación no va tocar música que hable mal de las mujeres." This this station will not airplay songs that are uh, the, the, the 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 you know negative towards women. To create domestic violence, you know, and stuff like that. And, and, and I don't know what's going on right now, but había, back then there was a canción que se llamaba Sentada en un hormiguero, you know. <laughs> this is the, the most horrific concept, you know. Sigue la misma filosofía,
6: Julio. Sigue la misma filosofía. Yo, principalmente, que estoy en el aire muy temprano, a las 6 de la mañana, van a ser ranchero, me fijo, y que, que el título de la canción, que es lo que dice, y hacemos lo mismo desde el principio. No se toca.
3: <laughs> that, that, that is the, the vision that, that Rosa as a woman brought in to, to the station and, and Ricardo and and, Miguel and other people that were tied to the farm workers, you know, they brought in that perspective and every, every all of those perspectives were appreciated you know, they were they so were this, this go is ahead.
5: A um, I want to just talk a little, a little bit about the the program, the current programming of Radio Cadena. So, Radio Cadena. Can you say your name, please. Elizabeth Torres. Gracias. Uh, so, Radio Cadena continues to follow the same values as when it started for the last 41 years. It has skipped um, the mission of serving the farm worker community. Uh, we continue to programming that reaches out from in the mornings, it reaches out to the farm workers that are getting up and going to work. Uh, we have evolved um, our news department to provide the most current information. We also um, have programming that reaches out to different target audiences. So we reach out to the, the Tex-Mex community. We have Programs that are more reaching out to the younger, um, you know, um, audience, and we also have um, a variety of the uh, public affairs programming who um, provide a lot of information to our community. provides the services that uh, are available uh, for for that community, we Radio Cadena in the last 21 years has become the bridge between the community needs, serving the community needs and the organizations that provides those services. I have been with Radio Cadena um, almost 20 years now, half of the life of Radio Cadena, and I honor the history where the values that Radio Cadena was established, but we continue to um, expand on those values. We also have, um, you know, with all the new programs that we have, there is a lot of new uh, programs. Uh, We have a program that it's uh, great. It's working on a campaign on creating awareness on opiates uh, for our community since it's a, a big issue. Right now, we have another project that focuses on environmental health issues and the how the environment is affecting the health of our community. It's called Great The Pandemic almost brought us back to those roots where Radio Cadena was funded on, of what are the the gaps that our community is facing. And with uh, Radio Cadena, you know, uh, uh, having the accessibility to provide the, the current permission for our community has been able to almost go back to its roots on why we started Radio Cadena or why this Radio Cadena started? It was because of the need of providing information to the community. And um, we are nine months within the pandemic and Radio Cadena has been an essential voice for our community, not only open open up the um, areas, but also developing materials uh, to, for the community to be accurate and be cultural sensitive for our community. And so that's what Radio Cadena has evolved to in the last 40 years. And I think Rosa and our uh, original founders will be very proud of all the work that Radio Cadena has done over the years and have, how we have evolved as Radio Cadena as a public radio station.
3: Muchas gracias. Thank you very much for your work. Yeah.
7: Buenas tardes a todos. Les saluda Saída Mariel Rodríguez, de este lado. <laughs> eh, yo a este momento eh, soy coordinadora de programación, soy productora, soy locutora también. Llevo 16 años aquí en Radio Cadena. Mi experiencia en radio en total tengo 26 años haciendo en radio. Inicié como voluntaria en Radio Cadena, cuando oía Rosa Ramón hablando allá de las radionovelas en los 80s yo participé eh, produciendo, bueno, ellos los producían solamente fui participante en esa época, yo tendría unos 15 años, cuando yo empecé a, a formar parte de voluntariado de, de Radio Cadena, y así sí, aquí en Radio Cadena, como parte de voluntaria ya formalmente en el año 89 Fui voluntaria aquí con ellos. Después eh, también voluntaria en una estación en Mamno, donde ahí estudié en el Colegio SkyJet Valley, en la estación eh, eh, KSVR, 91.7 FM en allá en el año 96. Después de esa trayectoria, fueron estaciones eh, comerciales por 10 años en radio comercial. Y después llegué aquí en el 2004, al presente, donde comparto los mismos micrófonos que mis compañeros llamando información a nuestra audiencia, escuchando de las necesidades de nuestra gente, guiándolos con los recursos de las agencias que tenemos aquí en Conocimiento, donde nosotros como, misión, como radio tenemos la misión de ayudar y sobre todo a nuestra comunidad que encuentren una solución a lo que buscan dependiendo de todas sus necesidades. La conexión que tenemos con eh, la comunidad y Radio Cadena personal de radio y figura pública que nos convierte, como decía eh, Elisabeth, eh, nosotros eh, apoyamos a organizaciones que tenemos esos vínculos aquí dentro de nuestra comunidad, representamos a Radio Cadena en eventos que hay comunitarios, y ahí está presente la, la estación en eventos, digamos, familiares, Eventos, eh, festivales públicos también, como es parte de la música, nuestra comunidad latina. Eh, somos para eventos aquí en Granger, en las iglesias locales. Y yo me he dado, pues, me, no me gusta ser el yo, pero eh, lo que quiero decir es de que nos damos voluntarios a combinar toda esa parte musical eh, por la experiencia que tenemos dentro de, de, de este ambiente de grupos, de bandas de la región. Y, y eso nos coloca dentro de nuestra comunidad en que Radio Cadena siempre está presente tanto en eventos comunitarios como en eventos que eh, nuestra pues eh, ha resaltado de misma Radio Cadena. Dentro de la programación, coordino la programación, la programación eh, soy responsable de lo que se escucha al aire, llevo esta coordinación de programación en la totalidad programando a nuestros patrocinadores, a nuestros programas de asuntos públicos claro, todos en colaboración como equipo eh, programando lo que viene siendo ahora que tenemos radio bilingüe tenemos eh, enlaces con México, con Radio Pulso esta es la, eh, oportunidad de tecnología que nos da estos satélites, nosotros aquí en Radio Cadena los estamos eh, transmitiendo y nuestra audiencia pues tiene más más oportunidad de escuchar Otras fuentes informativas. Eh, En producción, al igual, es mi responsabilidad de grabar anuncios de gran variedad de producción, todo lo que es producción de patrocinadores, anuncios públicos, promos, jingles de radio. Eh, programas religiosos, también Radio Cadena tiene mucho eh, apoyo a la comunidad eh, religiosa, no solamente a una sola entidad de, de religión, sino que a una gama de diferentes eh, pastores de nuestra comunidad, y esa es parte del trabajo. Eh, eh, grabando durante la madrugada, pues también tenemos, ahora con la tecnología, a mí se me hace una cosa mágica de que podemos hacer voces, le llamamos voice tracks, y, y, y estar en la madrugada escuchándonos a las 4 o 5 de la mañana cuando la gente se está levantando, y creer que estamos en vivo, pues para mí es una es una magia realmente, a comparación a los años 80 cuando se hacían en diferente forma los voice tracks con los, los reels to reels o con los tracks Eh, de, de trajes ocho o cartuchos ocho, o sea, es algo totalmente diferente cassettes. en cassettes, por supuesto eh, en vivo tenemos programas eh, de asuntos públicos, agencias, de patronadores, y es parte también de lo que nos envolvemos aquí eh, produciendo noticias en ausencia de mi compañero y colega Francisco cuando está ausente Eh, yo tengo un aire solamente a la una y en vivo y lo uso como terapia mental es decir que lo disfruto mucho conectándome con la audiencia en esa hora y eh, últimamente pues eh, estamos en, en colaboración de todo lo que es la radio cadena así que para mí eh, radio cadena ha sido eh, mi escuela, ha sido parte de mi enseñanza Eh, la radio la amo es parte de mi, de mi parte de, de lo que yo hago que han sido 26 años de radio en, en, desde que yo inicie desde que yo tenía esos años que les cuento aquí en Cadena, después me retiré a, a, a seguir estudiando pero lo he disfrutado con Cadena los 16 años increíblemente porque me han enseñado tanto la comunidad como mis compañeros a entender que hay muchas necesidades ...con toda nuestra comunidad. Vengo del campo por igual, mis padres fueron... vecinos y... Eh, ...supimos lo que es trabajar... Eh, ...en la agricultura y me di cuenta... ...lo difícil que era. Entonces decidimos... ...hacer otra labor... ...que es radio y que lo disfruto mucho... ...y hasta este momento... Eh, ...tenemos nuestras familias... ...nuestros hijos... Eh, ...nuestros hijos dándonos hijos, es decir, nietos... ...entonces estoy segura que mi nieta... ...que tiene cuatro meses... Gracias. Muchas,
3: muchas gracias you know I, I, what what you said reminds me something a question that that I was asked uh, when we brought in the concept of the project of Radio Cadena to Yakima we talked to a number of people and one of, well, somebody asked me well if we open up a station, how many jobs will it create? How many jobs is is, is, is Radio Cadena going to open? And I says, well, maybe four, you <laughs> know, because a radio station we only have, you know, a director, a programador and an ingeniero and dos, tres locutores. But, but what they didn't understand is, is something that I want to get back to. What's been said is that radio Cadena creates jobs creates a, a, a dynamic you know community that and, and and Oscar has written about that you know it, the 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 programming originated from from Cadena creates businesses creates organizations creates cooperatives creates movements you know and and i i want to say that Radio Cayena was part of a movement, social movement, more so than a communications movement. Because in the 60s, and, and well, not so much in the 60s, but in the 70s, at, uh, at a national movement, at a national level, the Chicanos were looking for independence, were looking to become independent, you know. El Centro de la Raza was a symbol of being independent, you know, because we want our own centro, Education, you know, and the Crusade for Justice in Denver was the same thing. The Partido de La Razonida was independent, independent from from the other democratic, you know, party. So Radio Cadena is is part of that national movement of becoming independent, creating not not entirely independent because you live within the United States, but creating our own institutions that will speak for ourselves.
5: It also has developed, um, you know, an impact or has uh, been part of a lot of different um, political um, propositions. We have been able to, um, at least in the last year, we have been able to participate at um, at a study that is going to impact the decisions of how farm workers are going to be um, you know treat after a pandemic or what are the strategies are going to be developed after this pandemic and so as part of the work that we have been doing is that we have participated oh, we're still part of the tri-state um, uh, survey that is going on between california or in washington where we're doing uh, surveys with our farmer community to gather information to develop better strategies to um, address the needs of our community. And we're in a phase right now where we're analyzing some of the data and we're going to be part of a second phase of surveys, as we to Cadena, um, to, uh, to gather information on how food sovereignty is for our farm worker community. And so um, we use, we work, Radio Cadena works, uses the airways to create awareness, but also to be part of this different efforts that are happening within our communities to um, be part or sit at the table to make suggestions and recommendations on what are the things that are impacting the farmer community.
3: Gracias. You know, I want to see if we can open up the mic (coughs) for Juanita Velasquez. Some of you may or may not know, como Rosa said it, Radio Cana started, uh, you know, in in, in Seattle. And before Seattle, it was Linden. Um, And when we were in Seattle, we had a a radio station that was from 6 to to midnight, uh, run by farm workers for by campesinos and Juanita janey uh, was in charge of the programming can, can we open up the the? maybe she's got something to share some, some she anecdotes should,
0: she should be able to unmute herself right now okay
3: Janie are you there
8: here
3: <laughs> does, 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 does this bring you bad memories or <laughs>
8: no I'm just trying to deal with technology right
3: now. yeah okay
8: the camera. Okay, so um I think going back, I remember the good old days when they rated us, the Migra rated us and they were without <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I remember
8: that day we were without staff.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, that happens.
8: Uh, easy. So of course we had to run to the radio station to make sure we were still on and everything. Uh but I think that to for myself it was um I was a Chicana activist in Seattle um, having created Mujer and a lot of other things and having known Julio so um, he was very special in the way that I feel like he developed Radio Cadena from the ground up and there aren't too many people that I know that can do that whether it's with Cesar Chavez or or in Seattle or in Yakima, you know it was like a, a godsend in a certain way, you know what I'm saying for raza to be able to communicate and to be in touch. And and I felt a little bit, as we were going through all the developmental work, I'll tell you, I almost felt like, you know, when they said Walter Cronkite dictated, you know, what the news was, I kind of felt like we were doing the same thing, but with Chicanos. And that was the one layer of, uh, let's say news that was not being aired out and so all of a sudden we had a hookup of 60 spanish-speaking radio stations all over the nation so that my mom could hear me in texas and you know other people right and and they were getting uh the one representative group the largest group to date of all the latinos and mexicanos and chicanos chicanos are the the biggest number of the population people that have grown here been here all their lives you know what i mean And um, all of a sudden, they could hear news about themselves, whether it was education, uh, feminismo, al estilo Chicana, you know, uh, know, we were doing it. And we were dictating what the news was. And I remember getting actualities from uh, people like the Fonz, you know, tell me, Fonz, what do you think of the Baki decision and how it's affecting Chicanos when he didn't want to be interviewed right on this at all? And i remember valerie harper even the gringos right we were interviewing gringos and getting real good um commentaries from them and then we developed the news item we said hey today on this day we had this this and this happened and guess what valerie had to say about it this is what she said you know and then also we put it in and we had news and so people were really digging the fact that nowhere else could they get news like this nobody else was doing it and to date I don't think anybody does it in quite the same way, you know. When it comes to raza, we're getting raza, we're getting uh, news from Mexico, from Latin America, from the East Coast, you know. But nothing spells to me uh, the education we need among raza, among Chicanos. So for me, that is probably the most developmental, uh, historical.
3: We lost you, Janie. Yeah, Janie was a dynamo. She was all (laughs) over the place in the barrio in in Seattle. And a lot of people remember her for that. Yeah. So we have, how are we doing in time, Oscar? Uh, So
1: we still have about 10 minutes. So I was... uh, yeah, so I want to invite Monica to give a brief little uh, snippet, not only on collecting these uh, uh, these narratives, these histories, but also uh, what are the future directions that we can uh, aspire toward?
4: Um, yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's just so exciting to hear, again, how 40 years ago, Radio Cadena was at the forefront of creating community-based programming, right? And I think... Uh, that's such a great point to, you know, really not to harp on the negative, but we don't have that as uh, Chicana, Chicano, Latino communities today, right? We really don't have a, a way of connecting in this uh, intimate way that radio does provide. And it just makes me really uh, long for a, another national uh, Chicano news network. I, I really hope that, you know, that's something that we can see in the next 50 years, as you've said. Um <clears throat> I think that in terms of the histories of these communities, um, again, it's just the work is to uh, bring these stories out to the forefront. It means writing, you know, articles, books. It means creating opportunities like this um, through social media and through uh, technology that is now allowing us, you know, there, you know, there isn't, you know, unfortunately, a way to bring all of us that are here in the Zoom together in one physical space. So I think um, using the technology to our advantage the way that 40 years ago Cadena used technology to their advantage um, of really connecting these narratives and these histories, because again, we keep getting left out of these national narratives, right? Um, the whole question around Latinos and the Latino vote and the Latino community, who are we? You know, what are we? Um, and there's just so much that, Diversity within our communities that we need multiple outlets we need multiple venues to air our stories our histories and to give us the pla- not give us but to take the platform that we deserve right um, so i think that i hope that everyone in in this space um, continues to write down their histories, their narratives, document them, you know, now through Zoom, you can just, you know, hop on and record yourself. Um, I think that there is so much legacy that we have to share that I I really do encourage um, everybody to just jot down everything that they've done and contributed. Because one thing that happens with a lot of history is that we get a very singular narrative, right? And, And with all due respect to those that you know, we recognize within Chicano movements, right? The Cesar Chavez is the, you know, every the Doris Huertas. those are really important people. But there's all of you, right? There's all of us that sustain those movements. And I think the more voices we get, the more histories we get, the, the fuller picture we get about how um, dynamic and how uh, special we are in, in creating programs, creating stories, right? Because at the end of the day, um, you know as 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 mexicanos and mexicanas as chicanas and chicanos we love story we love narrative we love talking and listening to each other and i think that's one of our really crucial strengths that we really can bring um you know to the forefront because right now we need to just we need to listen we need to connect we're so disconnected um that i think that that radio does that right in a really special way so i hope that we all just continue to document our our stories
3: Gracias. I want to encourage uh, la gente de que están en la frente de Radio Cadena a seguir adelante con el trabajo que están haciendo muy valiente muchas gracias por seguir con la misión con el propósito Ezequiel felicidades por tu trabajo de tantos años Yo ojalá que sigas más este, y ya te digo dile a Gilberto que te dé mi información to, so we can stay in touch Rosita muchas gracias por tu trabajo también ok yeah. without you you know things would have not happened and Ricardo of course there are, there are there are elements in a cell that have their own purposes but there are, there are one of the components in a cell is the one that pushes things ahead you know so I was I was the architect per se of programming and production uh, and, and and the whole concept of broadcasting but without Rosa's you know uh, magic and administration without Ricardo's uh, leadership, tools, without Daniel, you know, having, you know, be, be, being able to bring us all together without Ch- Janie Perez's, you know, activism, you know, not, not, it would never happen. Mucha gente dice, yo soy el fundador de esto. Nobody one single individual fundador. That doesn't happen. Es un grupo de personas that están trabajando juntos, así como la gente que está en la mesa de radio que hay en ahorita. Thank you yeah, so I'm much gonna... for your comments, Morgan.
2: I just wanna add um, Julio, also not to forget all of those people who in the last 40 years have continued to carry the value of Radicadena forward to today. Oh, yeah. And it's been through a lot of sacrifice and we know that um, that many of them have endured uh, to be able to do this. And so thank you to, to the volunteers, the people that have served in the boards, the, the people that have worked um, at the radio station our listeners um it, they, they like you said they've all been a part of that Radica gotten a family mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. oscar
1: absolutely um so yeah so it looks like a lot of the questions were uh were answered from the um uh from the chat um although there was uh one piece that um yeah that we didn't Necessarily cover um, so podcasts. So does Radio then post um, currently post uh, podcasts?
3: Gilberto, is there a, is there a response to that from from Gilberto?
0: They're muted. Okay, oh, okay. They thank you for oh.
5: meeting us. Uh, oh. We currently don't do podcast, but we are web streaming. Mm. We're on the, on, the, on the web,
3: so
9: we are web streaming. Okay. Hola, ¿me escuchan? Sí. Mi nombre es Francisco Rios. Gracias. Thank you for leadership in this uh, session. And um, Otra de las cosas que tiene Radio es fortalecer mucho el idioma español y es como mejor me expreso y voy a hablar así con su permiso. Eh, sí, como no? Respondiendo a esa pregunta, eh, ahora mismo estamos haciendo un eh, convenio con Microsoft Journalist Team donde a partir del 20, 2021 vamos a impulsar un eh, trabajo conjunto con diferentes medios de comunicación a través del país para fortalecer... Con la tecnología las facilidades que nos da diferentes materiales como los podcasts, como eh, prensa, tanto escrita tradicional, también en video, y ajustados a las nuevas necesidades tecnológicas en las diferentes, diferentes ramas eh, informativas. Eh, si me permiten, un par de minutos nada más, eh, como responsables de, de las noticias aquí en Radio Cadena, y siguiendo con los comentarios, eh, por ejemplo, de Juanita, eh, es muy importante saber la historia de Radio Cadena porque cuando sabemos la historia sabemos hacia dónde vamos y hacia dónde nos dirigimos y creo que se ha escrito eh, Julio y todos los que están participando una primera parte de la historia de Radio Cadena pero creo que con el liderazgo de quienes han eh, formado parte de los micrófonos desde el principio hay nuevas generaciones aquí en Radio Cadena que estamos construyendo la segunda parte de la historia de Radio Cadena Así como eh, se dio eh, la información en aquellos años con la explosión del volcán Santelena y que radio era el único instrumento de comunicación, así como se dio el tema migratorio con la reforma del 86, creo que en estos nuevos tiempos y en estas nuevas generaciones estamos viviendo temas también eh, pues muy delicados para la comunidad a la que servimos y esos temas son, en términos migratorios, la oportunidad que se le dan a estos jóvenes migrantes que llegaron siendo niños aquí en los Estados Unidos y que como radio cadena instrumento de comunicación tiene la obligación de transmitir esa información para que los soñadores puedan dejar de soñar y convertir sus sueños en realidad con un título universitario o con una carrera eh, eh, y, y que les dé oportunidades mejores que a sus papás que han trabajado la mayoría en el campo. Tenemos la historia también aquí en el estado de Washington, recientemente con el impulso de Radio Cadena en estas últimas eh, décadas y media, de reorganizar. Ya están organizado la comida, pero hay que reorganizarla. Y se ha llevado a través de Radio Cadena, como medio de comunicación, la voz y la participación de los latinos, sobre todo los campesinos, para que vayan al Congreso Estatal y discutan muchas de las leyes e ideas eh, que les preocupan sobre todo en el tema de salud para los campesinos. Creo que esta pandemia nos ha dejado también muchos retos a todos, y sobre todo con medio de comunicación público, hemos estado eh, reforzando las diferentes programas, eh, y, y como ya lo dijeron también aquí, eh, tenemos que buscar los recursos que están disponibles en la comunidad para enlazar... Expuestos de diferentes conjuntos y cada cadena sea el punto de referencia en cuanto a la información necesaria para esto. Entonces, eh, creo que los retos noticiosos siempre han estado eh, en la mesa, muchas veces son más eh, delicados que otros tiempos, pero creo que al final de cuentas, Radio Cadena, ajustándose también a los nuevos tiempos y a los nuevos retos que se dan, eh, sigue siendo un instrumento importante de referencia de servicio de comunicación para la comunidad aquí en, en el Valle de Yaqui, ¿no? Y creo que esa es la esencia como radio pública comunitaria de la voz del campesino. Eh, esa ha sido nuestra experiencia en los últimos 15 años aquí como responsables de, de noticias, pero siempre poniendo frente la misión y el compromiso de Radio Cadena como instrumento de comunicación para llegar a las familias campesinas sobre todo, y bueno, ahora también a muchos jóvenes o
3: nuevas generaciones que ya no son campesinos, que afortunadamente ya son profesionistas. Gracias a Tim Wilder of Time, huh, Oscar. Absolutamente.
9: Sí, gracias a todos,
1: uh, ya se nos acabó la hora y quería agradecerles a todos por estar presente y también por ofrecer sus uh, um, su mensaje, también por ofrecer su historia también, que es una historia sumamente importante y que merece también a uh, uh, este um, verdad entonces con eso en mente, gracias a todos uh, thank you everyone for being present and for sharing your stories and for sharing your wisdom as well and we have a lot to work on as far as collecting these narratives and we look forward to uh, engaging in this work uh, moving forward so thank you all and please uh, uh, come back for um, for upcoming webinars with Mexicano's 2070. And as we noted earlier, I mean, part of the process is in collecting these narratives, collecting these stories. And um, yeah, and as we noted uh, back in the 1960s, 1970s, since uh, since we're often relegated to the margins, we have to center our own needs and we have to center our own voices and our own uh, histories. And with that in mind, um, yeah, I'll allow Evanessa to sign us off.
0: Thank you for listening. This monthly podcast is a project of Mexicanos 2070. If you are interested in the work we are doing, please check out our website at mexicanos2070.com.